We're bringing the heat now. Bring in the heat with Carlo Zavko, former assistant director of player personnel, founder of the WPIL Insider, an all-around good guy. Carlo Zavko joins the pro program. Carlo, good morning. Good morning, Pat. You are preaching today, my friend. I'm preaching. Well, you were preaching last night. You got, you know, the uh, the KDK AM, you know, uh, high school football coverage. You're you're all over the place now, man. What are you up to now that you've uh, you left us down on the south side? <laughs> well, I have a job at. Uh in the pharmacy industry right now, full-time job. But you know what? I'm loving this media stuff. I'm just saying yes to everything. If somebody will listen to me talk, you know me. I'm going to be talking. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this high school football coverage. It's kind of uh, loving what I'm doing. So, yeah, we'll keep up with the Whippeal football coverage. Well, you're also obviously intimately familiar and know this Pitt program, spending a long time in it, uh, getting involved and helping recruit many of the players that are on the roster now. Uh, this week you took to Twitter or X or whatever it's called now to dispel some uh, some fallacies about this blue vase, um, yeah. and uh, I just want to give you a chance here on air once again to set the record straight because you seemed quite passionate about these uh, false rumors about what that blue vase is. I I, I appreciate you giving me the chance um, to speak on it a little bit more. Just from my side of the story, you know, I was in that program for seven years. I've missed weddings for this program. I put this family over my family, over my friends, as such as everybody else in that program, as you know. For the program to be used as a national punching bag because a reporter gets it wrong and says, and says in theory, there's a complaint jar in the middle of the yeah. facility. Myself, and there were a lot of former players commenting about yes, it. Yes, there were. They, they were genuinely pissed off. I wanted to set the record straight. This is far from what Pat Narduzzi's doing. Who did you ask? What is this? Like, you're wrong. Fix this story. Get it right. It doesn't need to be on the Pat McAfee show. It doesn't need to be on Barstool Sports. It doesn't need to be on the cover of Yahoo. You know, it, it's not a good look. I felt like it was almost kicking a one in four team when they're down. Nobody brought up the blue vase when we won 20 games in two years. Nobody brought up the blue vase when, when we won the ACC. But you're going to now say, oh, it's a complaint jar? And they're one in four? Come on, Pat. That, that, I, that doesn't give Pat Narduzzi and that team a fair shake. That really ticked me off. That fired me up. And I wanted to correct the record. And, you know, I'm glad I did it. And I probably look like a little bit of a jerk on Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> and guess what? A lot of people reached out to me within that pit program thanking me. And I would say it's more than a lot of people. Uh, I mean, Pat, my phone was blowing up because nobody can really speak on it. They're one in four. They don't want to get into Twitter wars. You know, they yep. just want to work and, and get a win. So I wasn't sure if I should have done it after some people reached out. I'm positive. I should have done it. So I'm uh, glad I did it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to second that, and I'm going to say uh, kudos to you for – for setting the record straight and getting into those battles. Those are tough battles to fight sometimes, especially when a, when a team isn't playing the way uh, it wants to play. Talking to Carlo Zavko on Panthers Insider. Carlo, a former part of the Pitt football program in the personnel and recruiting department now. Uh, coverage here at Odyssey Pittsburgh for KDKA, covering high school football. WPIL Insider on Twitter. Uh, all you need to know about high school football in Western Pennsylvania. Carlo has it. But this Pitt team, I don't think any of us saw this coming, Carlo. Um, the start to this season, the struggles they've had uh, offensively, 
obviously mm-hmm. make a change at quarterback. But in your estimation, and you know this better than anybody else, I, I feel like this team has enough talent to compete and win. It's not showing out in the field right now. Do you feel that way? Pat, before the season, I said that there would be some growing pains to Adam Crowley and Dorn on on the fan morning show. But I also said they were winning eight and nine games. I said this is a talented team. They could win ten. But next year is the year that they're competing again for the ACC title. I did not see this one in four-star coming. Nobody in that building saw this one in four-star coming. I can tell you that. Everybody thought that they were going to be rolling, you know, this is a surprise, you know, hey, college football punched them a little bit. Are they going to punch back or are they just going to lie down and, and, and just let Louisville and Florida State and Notre Dame keep going? I think this team has fight. I know what this program is. I know how tough the program is. They're not going to lie down to anybody. Um, I, I still believe they're going to have a big upset. One or two games that everybody's going to count them out. And maybe it's tonight. Maybe it's it. 6.30 tonight against Louisville, number 14 team in the nation. But I don't know if it'll be tonight or not, but I know this Pat Narduzzi program is talented. And I know, hey, things didn't go right the first five games. I'm not counting them out. I never would count them out. But, uh, but, but I still have a little faith. I don't know if they get to a bowl. Unfortunately, I don't know if they get to a bowl game. That losing to Virginia Tech really hurt me. Yeah. Um, VT's not a good program, as you know, right now. They needed they needed that game. So mm-hmm. I would love to see them right the ship this week. But Jeff Brom's a damn good coach. We'll see. Yeah, it's tough. And when you when you're playing four different offensive lines in your first four games, and obviously injuries have been a problem. I don't think I think everyone wanted uh, Phil Dracovic to play better and and to have more help and and all of that. We'll see what Christian Veyer brings to the table. But I want to talk to you. You know this program. With Kenny Pickett and and Jordan Addison notwithstanding that 2021 offense and parts of 2020, this program's been built on defense. Uh, That's Pat Narduzzi. That's who he is. Um, You know, and and this was really going to be a transition year on the defensive side of the ball. That's where I I felt like, okay, this team might have to score some more points to win. Um, They might have to play differently on defense to get pressure on the quarterback. And that's bearing out. But I think we're at the point in the year, Carlo, well, we're going to start to see some guys that Panther fans didn't see in the first five games that are going to be really good players here. And yeah. I'm looking at that linebacking core in particular. Oh, um, me too, man. Uh, I had it circled right here ready for you. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at these young linebackers. And, and t- tell Panther fans some guys. I mean, I, Lovelace, get used to Lovelace, Biles, and Bass is all I have yes. to say. Yes. And, and I want to bring this up because this kind of fires me up too. I feel like a lot of Panther fans don't give Ryan Manilak the the amount of respect he deserves. Number one, as a coach, because he's an unbelievable coach, one of the best on staff. And number two, certainly, certainly as a recruiter. So far, he's brought in Jordan Bass, who, from what I hear, is will be a superstar. He's brought in Braylon Lovelace, who's going to be a freshman All-American. Yep. And Rasheem Biles, who everybody is is saying he's so great. Here he has two blocked punts already. Those are true freshmen, Pat. In that other class, the class before his first class, he brought in Kyle Lewis, who's doing very, very well. And then not to mention, he got a stroke of misfortune. He brought in Marquand Pope, who in five spring practices was in the two deep, Pat, before having to medically retire, yep. um, which was unfortunate. 
an unfortunate situation all around. So I think Ryan Manilak needs to start uh, – I, I think he deserves some respect, and I think that he deserves some uh, some leeway with his evaluations. The guy knows what he's seeing. Um, I mean, I think we're looking at a guy who will definitely be a coordinator one day, yep. if not a head coach. So, uh, you know, I, I don't like what I'm seeing about Ryan Manilak online. And, I, and let me tell you this. Let me set the record straight. People are wrong. He's a great coach. Yeah. He's a great coach and great recruiter. Great recruiter. Not to mention, not to mention, there's a four-star Whippeal kid at Aliquippa, Cam Lindsay, who is who is committed to the Panthers right now. You you think he didn't have anything to do with that, Pat? Come on. This is a this is a great recruiter. This is a future coordinator, probably future head coach. Time yeah. to show Ryan Manilak. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I I think Carlo, it's it's we've talked about it all year, and you get into the. You start to get into brooding a little bit when things aren't going well, and you, you look. Everybody's a part of the problem. Obviously, when you're not winning, you know this defense is replacing so much production. Servasier, Dennis in, yeah. in the middle of that defense. Kalaja Kansi, uh, and we can we can quibble about Deslin and Haba. There, there was yeah. so much heart to replace, so many seniors to replace Pat, that the offense had to had to be a little bit better than what it was, but. Um, but I feel great for this defense moving forward, and I'm sure you do as well. I just think they're a year away. I I, I still believe that um, this this one and four start doesn't doesn't deter me from saying, hey, still think we're <laughs> next year's the year we're we're back probably playing in the ACC championship. Well, so. I love it, Carlo, and appreciate you making time this morning. I know you're going to join us on the pregame show tonight. Yeah, I'm so excited you're, to join the pregame show for the first you're, time. You're you're all over the place. Keep up the really good work, man. Uh, appreciate you, and uh, if you ever need anything, shout, okay? Appreciate it, Pat. Enjoy the show. There he goes, Carlo Zavko. Carlo, you know, when I go down to the facilities, one of my favorite people to to talk to because of his passion. You can just hear it. Um, and now he's kind of Carlo unchained, unhinged on uh, Twitter, and, and you know what? No one has Pitt football's best interest at heart more than him. And he makes some really good points. Um, one in four is hard to stomach. It is really hard to stomach for me. I'm I'm hoping to heck it's two and four after tonight, and it's a, it's going to be a steep hill to climb tonight. Got to play well. But this is a Louisville team that can be beaten. This is a Louisville team that has not looked great in every game they've played. They looked great last week against Notre Dame. Did not look great beating NC State 13-10. Did not look good in a tight ball game with Indiana um, earlier in the season. This is a team that can be that can be beaten. But I think if we look at this more broadly, this was going to be a transition year. This was going to be a year where it's always a matter of how quickly and smoothly the transition can go. I think a transition year sometimes – uh, has a negative connotation as if it's kind of a punt. You know, it's, uh, oh, it's going to be a rough one because they're losing guys. No, a transition year can mean, hey, the transition and who is making plays for you. And for, unfortunately, the, the Panthers haven't had enough guys step up and make plays. They haven't, at times, called plays for guys to make. Uh, they haven't done a good job from a discipline standpoint. There's been a lot of, a lot of warts on this team. But it's not to say that the foundation of this program isn't strong. Yeah, the foundation of your program can be strong, and you can have a bad year. And the question becomes then, how do you build it from there? How do you rebuild and reload? And if it, if it is a, a down year, how do you make the most of it 
from the standpoint of competing and going to win ball games, but also find out something about yourself. And I think that's, you know, if you're a fan out there that is contemplating going to the game, and I think this is probably where some of the frustration was rooted with Phil Dracovic and so on, is if you're a fan out there, you want to go to the game, you know this team isn't, you know, right now is not competing for an ACC championship. Crazier things have happened, but they're not competing for an ACC championship right now on, uh, on paper for sure. But you want to see, you want to find out, and I think the staff will never say this, but they want to find out, who do we got? Who are we going to win a championship with next year? How do we build this thing? How do we use the remaining seven games, every practice, to develop and to maintain our culture but develop our young players, the guys that are going to be back next season, while giving our seniors and our veterans the proper send-off? And that's what excites you about coming to the game, about watching this team, is watching guys like Braylon Lovelace and Jordan Bass and Rasheen Biles. You know, watching Kenny Johnson, watching Christian Vayer, watching B.J. Williams play right guard or left guard, wherever he's slotted, watching Ryan Bear grow up at right tackle. I mean, that, that kid's got a chance to be a pro. You know, continuing to watch Gavin Bartholomew become a leader of this team. There's seven games for this team to continue to grow and for this program to mold the, the next crop of players.